My landlord is getting rich while I stay poor. That is the most common complaint I hear on Reddit and in general when people are renters. Have you guys ever heard that before? It's like, oh yeah, my landlord got rich. And being the poor rich Jew that I am, I wondered, is this actually true? So last year I sold my condo and I ran the numbers. Was it actually better to own it or should I have just rented? In today's episode, I'm gonna share all my numbers with you. What's up, you beautiful beasts? It's your boy, Coupon, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. Welcome to the Noah Kagan Presents podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs and amazing people like yourself. Enjoy new media episodes every other Thursday, just like today. In today's episode, I wanted to once and for all find out, was it actually better for me to own this condo that I lived in, or should I have just rented? This is part of our personal finance month to help you get rich, real rich, dog. So if you own real estate or think your landlord is screwing you over now, you can find out what is the best thing to do. In today's conversation with myself, it's kind of strange, you'll learn two big things. Number one, I'm going to give you a spreadsheet so you can compare buying versus renting property and tell you about the New York Times calculator, which is really helpful. And number two, what's actually better depends on numerous things that you may have ignored. You're going to enjoy those things plus more. Two quick plugs. Number one, this is Personal Finance Month, and over the past six months, I've interviewed millionaires, wealth managers, tax strategists, and I've tried a bunch of things on my own personal finances to figure out what are the rich people doing that they won't tell us. And I'm releasing a book on Amazon. It should be coming out really soon for $100. Yes, it's not for poor people. I wasn't even planning on releasing it, but a bunch of people have asked me for it, so I'm doing it. If you want to get on my launch list, I'm not doing some internet marketing bullshit. I'm just going to email you when I put it up on Amazon. Email me, richpeople at okdork.com. With subject, I want it. Number two, check out missionmeets.co. Yes, they couldn't afford the full.com. Missionmeets.co. This is Peter Awad. He's a family man with four kids and a great personality. Him and his buddy make high quality meat sticks. And yes, I've put it in my mouth. I vouch for it. Super tasty. You know I love beef jerky. And the first 10 people to comment on okdork.com slash podcast slash 81 get some jerky sent to them. So if you want a great healthy snack, go to missionmeets.co. Shout out real quick. You know, I'm going to give you guys a shout out. I want to shout you out. I love you for listening. You're the best. I'm giving this shout out today to Kimmy Jackie, who left a review saying, Noah's interviews are amazing because he always asks the questions that pops in listeners' heads. I know it's in your head, Jackie. I know. I know what you're listening to. Thank you for your love. And I want to give you a shout out. So leave a review on iTunes. I'll look you up, find your URL, and I'll plug you on the show. I want to start sharing more of my sumo.com stories. I'm struggling a lot with the business and we're doing some things that are really great. And I think that you guys would actually benefit from hearing what it's like when you're just trying to figure things out for your own companies or for your own side hustles. So that is gonna be in some upcoming episodes. Let's get it on with, is it better to buy or rent? All right, so I just sold my condo in downtown Austin, Texas, yeehaw. And my friend was like, yo dog, you're rich. You made $67,500 on the condo. You're paying for dinner tonight. And you know me, I was very excited. It was like me at my bar mitzvah. But I started actually thinking, did I really make all that money? So I ran those numbers and I'm gonna show you for them in just a second about what was it actually showing me in terms of profit after three years of living there. My good friend Ramit Sethi, if you haven't checked him out, he's got great content on IWillTeachToBeRich.com, has said verbatim, I believe that real estate is one of the most overrated investments in America. And you don't hear that nowadays because our economy is going so well, but I love when people show a little bit of contrarianism. Most people say, yeah, real estate's the best. You got to do it. And I own a few small properties, but I've never sold it. So here are the numbers exactly that happened with this property. I bought the condo 
in I think around 2014 pre-build and it was $360,000. And in 2018, I sold it for $427,500. So if you can do a quick math, the profit was 67,500 dinero. So at first, if you hear those numbers, you're like, damn, that's pretty good. That's about a 60,000 plus profit that Noah made. Damn, he's always making money. No, but I actually was just starting to dig into, did I really make that much? Because I didn't. If you want to get the spreadsheet about these finances, just go to okdork.com slash podcast slash 81. And I have a spreadsheet that breaks down these numbers. You can use it for yourself if you are buying or selling some of your own real estate. Here's the thing that actually, I was like, damn, it wasn't as good as I thought. There was a lot more expenses than I realized when I sold the condo. Number one, when you have a condo or in other houses, you have an HOA, your homeowners association. For the three years I lived there, that was almost 14,000. You have property tax. That's 24,000. You have mortgage payments, which could be interest and principal. That was 80,000. At Home Depot repairs, I had contractors. And when you sell your property, you have to pay 6% to your realtors. So the total cost of owning that property over the three-year period was $145,000. So I'll get into some of the nuances. I know some of you guys are like, well, technically, no, you didn't include a few things. I'm just trying to keep it really simple for a lot of people out there who are thinking, maybe I should buy a place, maybe I shouldn't. But here's what's crazy. So if you take the 67,000, subtract the amount that actually cost me an additional fees over the years, I ended up spending 78,000 bucks to live there for three years. So what's crazy is I looked up how much it would have cost to rent one of the units nearby or what my rent place would have rented for. It would have rented for $2,300 a month. If I would have rented, I would have spent about $82,800. So basically a few thousand bucks difference to rent versus own. And this is not including the five months I waited for it to sell, which was pretty stressful, finding contractors, searching for home, dealing with HOA, fixing shit, dealing with furniture and all this other stuff. So there are some pros of owning the house. And I'm going to talk about some of the caveats and things to think about that I think are really big things that you can learn from this experience. The pros are it's cool to own your own house. There's a lot of ego, especially if you're a nerd or you do an online business and you're like, yo, I want to show you that I own something. Two, it is fun to fix up your own place because you own it and it's yours. And number three, no one can ever kick you out. That's nice. So if you could be your own landlord. The cons are, are pretty wild though. You don't actually make as much money as you think when you actually take into account your total cost of ownership. Number two, everything is your responsibility. When I was living in a place in Los Angeles when I was visiting my girlfriend, we called up our landlord for everything. I mean, you know me, Neville, I, I complain about anything. It's awesome that when you rent, you don't have to do anything. There's no burden. I didn't have to wait forever. And there's a bunch of other things. Here's another huge, huge piece that you may not have thought of. When you buy a place, you generally have to put a down payment unless you're buying some info market or scam thing where you put zero down. Most people put 20% down so they don't have to pay PMI, which is insurance because if you don't put enough down, they want you to pay a little bit of insurance. So you actually put down when I paid 360,000, let's do the math, 360,000, I put down 20%, that's 72,000 bucks that I had to give just to buy the place. And so then I was like, well, what else could I have done with that money? What was my opportunity cost? And I think these are things that we neglect a lot of the time. What's the total cost of owning something or dealing with something? What else could I have done instead? So I looked at the S&P 500 and just, you know, the total stock market. And in the three years, the stock market has done around 8% yearly growth. That 72,000 would have actually made 17,000 plus dollars in profit if I would have just kept the down payment and just rented the place instead. So now maybe you're starting to think for yourself like, yeah, I want to own property, I want to own property. There's a lot of limitations. I couldn't just sell it right away. And I'll talk about some of the other things. 
I just want you to think next time you're thinking, I have to buy this place or my landlord's getting rich, it may not be as great for them as you think. Renting actually offers a great flexible lifestyle, more profitable specifically in this instance, even though you thought I made money on the actual sell. And sometimes it's a much better option. There's a New York Times calculator. Go to the okdork.com slash podcast slash 81. And there's a link where basically if you stay at a place long enough, depending on what city you're in and how much the place is, it'll show you how long you need to stay at the property that it makes sense for you to buy something versus just as renting. Here are basically my five key takeaways that I think are really critical. And then I'll talk about a few caveats for some of you ultra financial real estate people who are way better than I am. So for me, what did I learn about this? Number one, total cost of ownership. A lot of us assume that because I sold it for 427 and I bought it for 360, I made a bunch of profit. But if you actually look at all the total expenses and the time, which I didn't even include in this stuff and the stress that it added, it actually didn't make that much more sense to own the property versus just renting and putting that down payment in something profitable. Number two, real estate can be profitable. Like my parents, you know, traditional Jewish upbringing, oh, you got to own property, you got to own property. Because I think that's how it was for people in the past. But don't just assume it. Number one, you can create a lot of wealth through working at a company that has equity, creating your own business and other things, but run the numbers. Don't just assume because you're renting, you're not doing a good deal with your money. Number three, this was actually really surprising. Larger things to sell take more time. And so when you put something on you know, Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, like I put this TV on to sell a TV, I can kid you not, I had about 50 people in Spanish, which was a little wild, saying, I wanna buy your TV. They said, si disponible. And the house though, it took, I think it was around four months, maybe longer, and I only had one offer. I took the first one, I was desperate. So I didn't actually realize, but if you have larger items, it's not guaranteed to sell right away. So be okay that if you buy something that's a lot larger, it may take time to actually sell. So if a downturn happens, prepare for that. Number four, reduce your monthly overhead so you don't have pressure to make as much money. Now, imagine that you bought a house and you have a mortgage and then your company goes out of business or you get fired or something bad happens. If you have a high-ass mortgage and all these other expenses, you have a lot of pressure on yourself to go get a job. You can't do vacation. You can't do these other things. With a rent, you're like, yo, deuces, I'm out of here. Peace out. The second thing is like reduce your monthly overhead so you don't have the pressure on yourself. It's not to say that pressure isn't good. I'm sure there's another episode we can talk about that specifically. But I like the idea that I kept my expenses pretty low. It's not that expensive of a condo. So I didn't have to stress making a bunch of money to afford the place. And number five, this is something I love this line. There's a huge difference between investing and spending. I'm gonna say it again. There's a huge difference between investing and spending. So know the difference. Investing is when you're buying something with the idea that it's an asset or it's going to appreciate or going to be profitable. And spending is where you ain't gonna be making money. You're just spending. And it's something I struggle with where it's like, I still wanna spend on renting a place or getting a place like that. But I'm like, oh, how do I make money on it? And so even though you think you may be making money, double check the numbers. Here's a few caveats for the ultra financial nerds out there. I know, I know, this doesn't take into account some nuances like deducting your mortgage interest and other stuff. I just prefer to keep this example really, really simple. Number two, the way you do your mortgage payments, I just included all of them and some of its principal, which is important and some of its interest, but I just wanted to keep it really simple over that. That's another one. And as well, in this example, I didn't really talk about how do you value your time. So I didn't include in the cost of like the time of me paying my mortgage, even though it was on the market and no one was living in there. So if you're thinking about buying a place or upset that you're renting, it's not that either of them is bad. Think about what suits your lifestyle better and look at the numbers. Look at the total cost of ownership. Look at actually what all the expenses are and think about what maybe there's an opportunity cost. 
This is crazy. I actually know a guy who's a billionaire. He owns zero property. And I think egotistically for myself, I think I want to own a bunch of property because I don't know, maybe my status or my ego, I have to show off that I own these properties. And it's so hard not to. But I think what's interesting about this billionaire is that economically, it's actually not better to always own the property. Just play the game Monopoly and enjoy the game. All right, guys, that's a wrap. I hope you liked the episode. If you did, forward this to one friend who rents saying, see, you're right all along. It's better to rent. Next, tell a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's go live in a tiny home together. Finally, let me know what you thought of the episode by leaving a review on iTunes. I check every single one, and I might feature your beautiful, beautiful face in my next podcast. Outro plug. If you want to get some meat in your mouth, missionmeats.co. These are my boys. They didn't pay for this. I just love them. Go check them out. Leave a comment at okdork.com slash podcast slash 81 about real estate. And the first 10 people will get some free meat. Number two, if you're interested when I launch my book, Things Rich People Won't Tell You, send an email to richpeople at okdork.com with the subject line, I want it. And I'll notify you when my book comes out. Final plug, special thanks to Jason at podcasttech.com. As always, making for these podcasts sounds so sweet and so clean in your eardrums. Brrr, brrr, a little ear massage for you people who made it to the end. You're the best. Brrr. Also, thanks as always, my forever gratefulness to David Kelly and Brandon Wells of the Dork Team. What's your favorite energy drink? Huh?